Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. some intro music hang on ready welcome the night is dark the air is cold a fine mist breezes down your street like fog or dust an owl hoots a cat screeches and pierre polyev is coming to knock on your door to ask for your vote he opens the gate walks up your front path you hide the children in the cellar They've seen pictures of him. They know he's evil. You hear a knock on the door. 
You know you have to answer. You open the door. His black eyes stare deep into your soul. He says, hello, I'm Pierre Polyev, the next Prime Minister of Canada. The color drains out of your face. Your toes grow cold. Your fingernails itch. Your skin crawls. You feel a spider crawling through your hair. He looks deeper into your eyes. Can I count on your vote? And then you die. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> that was amazing. Happy Halloween is our Halloween special. I hope you added uh, sound effects into that when I listen. I put music on there already, so there we go. Oh, here's our Halloween special. We need sound effects for it. And, and then I'll you just, die. And then you die. And <laughs> so, Je- Je- Jesse, how are you? Happy I'm Halloween. good. I did a I did a stupid. Um, you remember the last couple episodes? My headphones weren't working with my. My Focusrite mini solo. It's my you throw audio. It at the wall in anger. Yeah, uh, it turns out so there's there's two inputs. There's a microphone input, and then there's like a place to plug in like a guitar or something. And I've been plugging in my headphones into the guitar input output input uh, the whole time. I was just like, why aren't these headphones working? And like looking up on the internet for like a fucking hour. And to the point where I was, I was gonna, I was gonna call Focusrite and be like, I've tried everything. And, and, and <laughs> turns out you didn't. You didn't I try the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I literally didn't plug it into the right hole. Uh, Gus, <laughs> it's Gus. fine. That's funny. <laughs> it works well, great. I did something stupid as well. I ordered a new uh, vision mixer for the podcast studio so we can vision mix like multiple cameras for. Pod, video what, podcasting what is a vision really, what is a vision mixer are we like talking a, like we're talking like, like a, a live camera mixer from like the 90s yes but they they it's this one's a modern one from the now you oh. should get a you know what like did you already buy it with black magic yeah <clears throat> damn it man i want I got a slightly I got a slightly wrong model and it doesn't do the things i wanted to so i gotta send it back we're all doing oh, okay good send it back and get a video toaster Okay. I was in love with a video toaster back when I was a teenager. This is a weird thing to say for any teenager. Teenagers are into comic books, they're into baseball, they're into, you know, See? girls. And like I was I wanted a video toaster at the age of 15. And, it's, <laughs> and it was this amazing. It did all kinds of things. It did a lot, you know, tight you could create titles, you could do like 3D animation, but you could also do like live camera switching. And it was just like the most mind-bending I think they still make it like I think it was huge, huge back in the 90s. And then it just disappeared out of nowhere. Well, Black Magic is the, the, the video toaster of his age. Uh, anyway, um, I actually got a funny story. Shows okay. how, how little religious education I provided my children um, okay. as, a, as a non-religious family. Uh, my daughter thought the baby Jesus was Jesus's child. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's really funny. Oh, I love that. She used the phrase Jesus and his baby. I Jesus like, and his baby. Yeah. Jesus. That's the, no, that's him. That's just him at a different time period of his life. That's he amazing. Grew up, grew up to He's, become his own well, dad. Well, you know why? It's because of baby Yoda. Probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not that baby Yoda is Yoda's baby. <laughs> but still, you can see how. Like, like, it's yeah. great me. They go, oh, you got your baby Yoda pajamas on. And they're like, it's his name's Grogu. <laughs> there's jesus and jesus's baby and his baby, baby jesus and his grandfather god <laughs> so, anyway but like, i love i just love the fact that that baby jesus is that the, the the baby of jesus's name was baby jesus 
there's Jesus and baby Jesus. Like, I know. Just... <laughs> exactly. Maca Jesus. He's my favorite. <laughs> Maca Jesus versus baby Jesus. It turns, uh, in, it, it turns into a VHS recorder. <laughs> <laughs> just so you can watch old Bible VHS. <laughs> Press play. Love thy neighbor and fight. <laughs> Fast rewind set in. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is exciting we do a halloween episode every year hello everybody by the way uh, yep this canadian <laughs> politics is boring this episode is nothing to do with politics maybe a little maybe a smattering this a smattering a smattering of politics a can lodge can do we have time to play the recording from your kid it's i so recorded I, i've been showing my kids pictures of politicians and asking them questions right do you know mm. do you know who wait there do you know who this is? Mm, Justin. Justin Trudeau? Yeah. Oh, what is he? The president. Prime Minister? Yeah. Do you know him? Mm, yes. Do, do you think he's a good Prime Minister? Yes. Why? Because he works good. Because he works good? Yeah. And do you think he's a good Prime Minister? Yeah. Why? Is Canada a nice place to live? It's not. Why isn't Canada a nice place to live? Because Germany's so much better. Germany's better. Next question then. This man doesn't like Justin Trudeau <clears throat> and he wants his job. Do you, does he look like a nice person? No. Why? Because he wants to take his Well, that's, that's how it works. Justin Trudeau shouldn't be in power all the time, so this guy wants his job. Do you think he... What do you... Th his name's Pierre Polyev. <laughs> Why is that funny? Pee-pee. <laughs> Poo-poo. Um... Do you think he'll be a good prime minister? No. Why? You don't. You don't even know him. Cause he's gonna kill. Look, look at his face. He looks evil. He looks no, evil. No, daddy. One more question then. Do you? Th would you vote? Would you vote for him to be a no. judge? No. Why? Cause he looks like a goofball. <laughs> he looks like a Bodhi, Would you? No. Why? Because he would kill him. Before you tell me the title of this episode, can you pause and then put in some lightning and thunder sounds? Don't do this. Jesse. No, no, that's not the same. We already had that. That's the same thing. Right. You need you need a, like a you need a, you know, add some some rolling okay. thunder and maybe a cackle from a witch somewhere. Can I ready? Three, two, one. Ooh. I did a face then too. I saw your face for anyone watching YouTube. Yeah. All the three people watching this on YouTube. <laughs> like, like, it's like when Gomez Adams farts. That was the face I did. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yep. That's what I thought. Uh, so, Jesse. Cannibals, Canada's cannibal zombies. Right. Have you ever heard of the Wendigo? I have. I forget what it is, though. Some people called it the Windigo. There's multiple different versions of it. If you Google it, you'll get lots of different pictures. But Windigo. It's a, it's a, it's a mythological creature or evil spirit originating from the folk, folklore of plains and kind of Great Lake in, um, indigenous communities. Uh, okay. A lot of other First Nations. So the Wendigo, oh, cool. the Wendigo right. is a malevolent spirit 
that is sometimes depicted as a creature with kind of human-like characteristics and possesses humans, human beings. And it's said to invoke feelings of insatiable greed and hunger and the desire to cannibalize other humans and the propensity to commit murder for all those who fall under his influence. So essentially, it's kind of like the original zombie story. How is it a zombie, though? Because you get overtaken with an insatiable greed and hunger and you want to eat people and kill people. Oh, I thought you were saying like this is all the Wendigo wanted to do all these things. Like, no, if the Wendigo gets you, you want to go do those things. Yeah, they take there's a spirit that inhabits people. Oh wow. Okay, cool. All right, all right, all right. That's kind of so cool. so I, I find is this from an old book, which is interesting. Some of the stories go back hundreds of years. So th- this isn't just like a like a story that people tell. There's actual weird things that happened in Canada's history that kind of um allude to this phenomenon of this of this creature okay so uh it's classed as a um uh a supernatural kind of monster who exhibits uh grotesque physical and behavioral abnormalities and possess great spiritual and physical power um most of them used to be humans and have transferred transformed irreversibly into this kind of monstrous condition so you know kind of much like those I don't was, know. The Wind- was the Wendigo uh, just in Canada, or was it um, other places? In the I think world? like in U- it kind of. I think it crosses over the border into the U.S., but it's originally it's like an OG Canadian folklore. That's very cool. Um, right. and, and there's also there's also the when people have tried to come up with more scientific terms, they refer to it as Wendigo psychosis, because there are actual cases of people um, having becoming cannibalistic with an insatiable hunger and murdering people, and and eating them. Yeah, and people try to refer to. Oh no, it's not actually. Do they dead. try to? Do they try to murder them via eating them? Like they murder like, them and, and eat and eat them. I like, think. do they kill them and then eat them, or do they kill them by eating them? I don't know, but it's basically it's like an obsession with eating people, um, and anyone they can. And so, yeah, so academic literature don't go. It's an evil spirit. They call it Windigo psychosis in inverted commas. Okay. Um, the earliest known case of Wendigo-related murder and cannibalism occurred in 1741 and was recorded in the Fort Churchill Journal. Um, and apparently a deranged individual had previously practiced famine capitalism. Uh, famine capitalism. Famine. <laughs> Sign me up. What a, what a Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> what would that be like? <laughs> famine, famine capitalism. You can all eat as little as you like. Is this? <laughs> it's just like silent green. Anyway, um, famine cam- cannibalism was executed by his family after confinement proved ineffective. Wow. What? So his, his own family executed him because he kept trying to eat people and they couldn't contain. The executioner's fears persisted, however, after the death because their superstition leads them to as far to imagine people derived of reasons stalk about after death and prey upon prey upon human flesh even after you've killed them um Jesus. and then so so you're saying that like he wanted to eat everybody and his family's like no please don't eat people and he's like fuck you family i'm gonna eat who i like and so the family's like well we're gonna kill you so they kill them. Ex- execute our own family member yeah, so. and then but then his spirit lived on and started like possessing other family members or nearby neighbors who then started wanted to eating people is this well, no, but what happened is I think 
this part of Canada, like in the winter, the winter in the winter, like life was harsh. And so you ate people, <laughs> no, no, obviously. But, no, no, but the starvation and famine was like really bad and often happened. Like it was, it was not uncommon. So they were saying that cannibalism was sometimes a way that people would survive, but that would open you up to then become uh, seized by this Wendigo psychosis. Interesting. So we were saying, oh, last winter was really tough. Yes, my uncle died. And yes, we did eat his body. And um, I really fancy more uncle. <laughs> Is that, that okay. kind of thing? Interesting. <laughs> All right. So there's another report from uh, something called the Jesuit Relations. Um, have there any relations with the Jesuit? No. Uh, it's a chronicle. Is a chronicle that was written in Canada between 1632 and 1673. It was written in French, Latin, and Italian, and it's reports from Jesuit missionaries. So this is a, a Jesuit relation. Basically, said, "What caused this greater concern was the news that met us upon entering the lake, namely that the man deputed by our conductor for the purposes of summoning the nations of the North Sea and assigning them a rendezvous, within were there." where they were to await our coming had met their death the previous winter in a very strange manner. Those poor men, according to the report given to us, were seized by an ailment unknown to us, but not very unusual among the people we were seeking. They were afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but have, but have a combination of all these species of disease, which affects their imaginations and causes them a more canine hunger. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even upon men like veritable werewolves and devour them voraciously without, without being able to appease or glut their appetite, ever seeking fresh prey, and the more greedily, the more they eat. This ailment attacked our deputies, and as their death is the sole remedy among those simple people for checking such acts of murder, they were slain in order to stay the course of their madness." Jesus Christ. That's dark, isn't it? That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, this sounds like a disease. Like a zombie disease. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. a zombie disease. <laughs> like leaping onto women and children. Like, obviously, like they might be like sexing it up for the for the Jesuit relations. <laughs> sexing it up for Jesuit relations. You know, they might it's be trying to 1754. <laughs> they might be trying to they somebody wants to be the talk of the Vatican. But you know what I mean? It's like Um, <laughs> that's kind of scary though honestly just thinking about it like what if it was a disease like and it's just not i don't know it's anyway tell me more i don't know enough more but stories more stories i imagine more. i imagine that it comes from the idea of like it was the winter and this is the winter the north the coldness famine starvation and what happens to people when they're forced to survive eating other people and how you kind of lose your humanity um <clears throat> And whether that's combined with like a psychosis and like once you eat people, you have a breakdown and just become something else. I don't know. Well, fuck it. I've crossed that line. Yeah. There's no going back now. So this. Yeah. All right. And this is this is but just like but that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't explain the ravenous nature. I know, you know? it's weird. It's very can you, weird. Can you hear can you hear my roommates in the other Are they eating each other? No, but can you hear them? No. Okay, good. We're supposed to? No, I just wanted to make sure because they're okay. being loud. So um, 
Basil H. Johnston is an Ojibwe teacher from Ontario and a scholar, and he describes how Wendigos look. If you want to see the the Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. His desic its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with his bones pushing out against its skin. Ooh. Its complexion, its complexion, the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed deep back in back pushed back deep into their sockets. The Gwendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton. Recently did you, call him, did you call him Gwendigo? The Wendigo. Wait, you said Gwendigo. Like it was yeah. someone named Gwen? Who's a, a Glen Wendigo? <laughs> Hi, I'm Glendigo, the Wendigo. <laughs> <laughs> um, what lips it had were tattered from were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from separation of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition and of death and corrupt corruption. The Wendigo is seen as the embodiment of gluttony, greed, and excess. Never satisfied after killing and consuming one person, they're constantly in search of their next victim. Dun dun. dun. I did a I did a face. It was a good one. And now, that was that was this is this is like it's like terrifying beat poetry. It's like just <laughs> now those stories were from the 1600s and the 1700s. Okay, how, and that's how when they was ago, and that's when they were still burning people at the stake because they were like afraid of witches, right? But these stories just, did that are, happen? In, did that actually happen in Canada? By the way, they did, yeah. You no, know, like burning witches at the stake. Oh no, I happened in America, but I mean, they still do it today, probably. <laughs> All right, don't joke it. Hi, American. <laughs> <laughs> We love you, American. Oh. Americans, okay. We love Americans. you, American. Um, <laughs> Our one American listener. <laughs> so this 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 one is more recent. So it was from 1878. I love which, how 1878 is recent. <laughs> well, it's compared to 1600 and something. I suppose that's true. Yes. My great grandmother was born in like 1890, and she lived like shit. So I knew it for most of my childhood. It was nuts. Mine too. So my, to know someone my, from that era is crazy. My great grandmother lived to 109 years old, and had she had she lived one more year, she would have lived in the year 2000 and would have successfully been alive in three separate centuries because she was born in the 1800s. That's but she crazy. did she didn't make it to the year 2000, unfortunately. So she so she remembered the Boa War. She remembered crying the first time she saw her first car. She was in her 30s in World War Two. Uh, Are you talking about my great grandmother? No, my, my, my great-grandmother. <laughs> okay. She was, she was in her 30s in World War One, and then in her 50s during World War Two. It's just insane. That's crazy. <laughs> and her toilet was outside. So It's a very important fact. <laughs> very pertinent to the story. Anyway, when, was she, when was she born? Like 1890s. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's bizarre. Yeah. Anyway. That is amazing. Like, you were... You were born and there were, and like you would, if you wanted to go to the store, you'd get into a horse and buggy, you know, like that's, that's cool. That's so cool. <laughs> anyway, sorry. If you want to, if you want to take a dump, get outside. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like seriously. <laughs> the way it was. So wipe, and they wipe their ass with toilet paper, with the, with the newspaper. Cause no really? one could afford to buy toilet paper. Is that, is that true? You just ripped up the newspaper, or you'd finish reading the newspaper, then you'd take it outside with you, and you'd wipe your ass with the news of the day. Are these the stories that your great-grandmother would tell you when you'd go and visit her? 
She used to always used to give me a pound for ice cream. Hi, hi Nana, how are you doing today? When I shit myself, I use newspapers to clean my ass, Reese. I used to like... love going to that outdoor toilet. It was brilliant. <laughs> All the newspaper for days. I know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think we're getting off topic. <laughs> Just slightly. Anyway, um, so a, a famous case of Wendigo psychosis involved a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner. Swift Do you... Runner. Cool. During the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving and his eldest son dived, died. They were 25 miles away from emergency food supplies at a Hudson Bay Company's post. Uh, so Swift 25 Runner, miles? 25 miles away. So Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children. Um, given that he had resorted to cannibalism so near to food supplies and he killed and consumed the remains of all those present, it was revealed that Swift Runner was not a case of pure cannibalism as a last resort to avoid starvation, but rather of a man with Wendigo psychosis. Why? Because he was they were all starving. It's like I'm assuming it was wintertime. They're 25, he was, he was 25 miles away miles or 40 kilometers, Reese. This is Canada. I know. This is, the... I'm just reading in the past they used miles, so... Is that true? Relatively new that they use kilometers. Is that true? Yeah. It was before Canada went metric. Wow. Anyway, so... That's fine, I guess. So you're saying saying that, like, a a man, his his son died, they're starving, they're far away from any outpost. You can walk 40 kilometers in a couple of days. Yeah, but they have probably already have been walking this entire time. But they said that he was close. It was it was doable. I mean, you eat one of those kids, that'll give you enough calories to get to the outpost. (laughs) (laughs) But he, instead of eating one of the kids and then walking to the outpost, he ate all, All of them, and his wife. And his wife. I see. I see. Okay. So I he you. confessed him, they executed him at Fort Saskatchewan. So they, okay, so that's interesting. Is As horrifying as it is, was, and I guess is, cannibalism like a punishable offense? It's murder. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was just focusing on the eating of the body, not the killing of the person. Maybe, and the last thing, though, is that consensual cannibalism. There was that case where... No, but like, let's say... The guy, let's say the, it guy, the guy had a fetish of being eaten, and he yeah. matched up with a cannibal online. And they, I remember. That was horrifying. Yeah. But like, what if it was just him and his son? Okay, there's no wife and no other kids. And the son just died because it's winter and they're cold and they're starving and the kid just dies. And then he's very sad, but he's also starving and he eats the kid and he confesses to that. Would he have been executed for that? No, I don't think so. I think they would have been like, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Go home. (laughs) Thanks for telling, I guess. (laughs) But I think like, I don't know whether if the kid had already died, um, because it was that. We've seen the movie Alive is based on that plane crash where they had the, the dead bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, scene, just, that scene where he cuts off. Still a bit better of the than guys. an Air Canada flight, though. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like the chicken, the fish, or the frozen human ass stirrups? Flash the cat. Or the dead Argentinian <laughs> rugby player. <laughs> anyway. Um, which then, and, and this is my last story, and this is quite a meaty story. This is the story of Jack Fiddler. Okay, that's his act. Okay, cool. Jack Fiddler, that's a cool name. So Jack Fiddler was born and lived in Rupert's Land, um, which was the Hudson Bay area of um, around um, northern Canada, or I guess it would be northern Ontario, northern, um, north of the, the prairies, that kind of thing, before they kind of drew all the provinces. And back when Canada was still called British North America. And he was a member of a clan called the Sucker Clan, which was an indigenous uh, tribe in the area. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> and they, this, they, this, is up, this is up where? Uh, around say? the Hudson Bay area. Okay, cool. So, so bear in mind, these people had barely any interaction with British or French people at all, or European colonizers. They what year, what year was this? This was in the, the 1830s. Okay. So they might have had some contact, but most people had never really interacted with what was like m- the Canadian kind of people that were, you know, the, the Canadian colonies at the time, I guess. I have a, I have a request. Okay. For this last story, this last this last beefy story, all right? Can you put it to some scary music later in post and and tell it in the third person, like you're telling a story instead of reading about it? You know, like I am saying in the third person. Are you? I'm not Maybe. reading it in the first person. No, 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 no. Sorry, like third Hello, person. I'm Jack Fiddler. <laughs> okay sorry no that's wrong Re- you're reading it in the third person but read it in like a fictionalized sort of storytelling is what i meant and i came out wrong okay um <laughs> can i just read it <laughs> without these layers <laughs> i mean i guess okay, fine. <laughs> i suppose so, i don't know I'm just so trying to spice up our halloween episode reese do you want me to tell it? We already talked about multiple children being eaten. So that's true. No, no, no. It's been great. It's been that's great. Spicy. I want to. It's such a good episode that I want to. I want to up the ante. I want to keep it going. It's not because it's a bad episode. It's such a good episode. Up. You want to make it as hard as possible for me to finish it. Yes. Good. Good. <laughs> You're doing that's, so well. That's my contribution. Oh, that's sabotage. That's sabotage. <laughs> so, so Jack Jack Fiddler took five wives because at the time, and he had thirteen children. Polygamy was common and. Um, that often what happened was young men would die out hunting 
Well, you, are, you are telling it in a fictionalized sort of story. What yeah. am I talking about? What was I, I know, trying to I don't know what the hell you're doing. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I think we're just like, like you're reading an... Yeah, no, you are. All right, yeah. never mind. Fuck it, so, keep going. I'm so... So don't, mind, don't mind me and my weird-ass mind. <laughs> uh, polygamy, the death rate among men was so high that polygamy was made sense. So you lose your husband, you just join another family. The death, the death rate amongst men was so high? Young men, yeah. Why? Fighting, hunting, being out in the wild. I guess. Mm, so, right. uh, and You wanted like, to have as many chances of reproducing as possible. No, but also, like, you just join families together. So you'd, like, you'd have, like, he would marry, a, uh, there was a woman who maybe had three kids, and they, she'd join his family so they could share resources. Oh, right, yeah, that makes sense. So, <laughs> um, it would have been hard to be a single mother in, in Rupert's land in the 1830s. Yes, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, like a father before him, uh, like his father before him, Jack was a famous shaman, um, and he had the ability to conjure animals and protect his people from spells. That was the the legend around him. All right, that's kind of cool. And apparently, he had the ability to defeat the Wendigo. Um, the, the the spirit would possess people during family periods of famine and disease. And apparently, in his lifetime, Jack Phil, Jack Fiddler claimed to have defeated fourteen Wendigos. Wow. Um, some of them were rumored to have been sent against his people by enemy shamans, and he defeated them. Um, Jack was also uh, usually asked by family members to to kill very sick loved ones before they turned Wendigo. Aww. <clears throat> um, and in some cases, the person themselves would ask to be euthanized before the Wend they could be taken by the Wendigo and have their rights take read, written, read to them. Um, and uh, Fiddler, Fiddler's own brother, a guy called Peter Flat, was killed after turning Wendigo when the food ran out on a trading expedition. So I think this was like a, he was, a shaman would be like a doctor as well as many other things. And I think there's an element of euthanizing the very ill people in the community to save them from a prolonged, horrible death. Wow. Okay. This is, this is getting very dark. <laughs> <laughs> It's Halloween. It's Halloween. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you want me to do? It's Halloween. Not like so, spooky dark. This is getting like depressing. <laughs> so, so bear in mind that so Jack was this Wendigo psychosis was obviously a thing that did happen. He would protect people from them or stop people from becoming Wendigos. That was his job. That's very cool. But what happened was the um, oh god, he was about to clash with the uh, colonial people who were arriving in Canada and taking over. So in 1907, two members of the Northwest Mounted Police uh, that were visiting the area heard of Jack Fiddler's powers against the Wendigo. Um, Part of the from, RCMP heard about this? Heard that this guy was able to kill Wendigos and that he was like euthanizing people. So um, they wanted to introduce Canadian law to the North. So like this guy, he's got tons of wives, kids all over the place kills indiscriminately <laughs> kills why doesn't he kills cannibalistic monsters we should probably check in on him all right um so the mounties went to the camp at deer lake and they arrested jack and his brother joseph for murder um for and, all the euthanization they were doing and yes <clears throat> and also forced everyone to give up any extra wives they had to pick one like out of all their wives go pick your favorite one the rest no Wow. Um, 
and this is the first time a lot of that the the sucker people had ever even met a white person was them coming in with guns on like a shiny horse and saying hey yo we're arresting you two the ones who are protecting your village from evil spirits and by the way you're only allowed to have sex with one person from now on or we'll come back and shoot you we'll come back and shoot you pretty much okay so this then caused a, a stir across canada and uh there were like tons of headlines about murder and devil worship going on in this clan in this area so people were like desperate to see jack and his brother joseph convicted of murder and to like do everything they could to like, his brother because his brother was also a shaman as well okay so they were determined to kind of um uh the police conducting the trial wanted to be famous and they thought it'd be good for their careers but also everyone was like devil worshippers in the north we need to end this so um, what happened was though on september the 30th jack escaped captivity during a walk outside now i don't know whether they were like come on let's go for a walk and he just ran off Oh, didn't expect that. Just Jack Fiddler escape <laughs> captivity during a walk outside. <laughs> like, just make sure you're mapped by five. Like, <laughs> I don't know. hey, you guys mind if I go for a quick walk? <laughs> exactly. Right just I, swear go, to God. I just stretch my legs. I know I've been in prison cell for three weeks. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Just leave your leave your government ID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. No worries. But anyway, sadly, um, he then decided he went. He escaped. And then he he just hung himself. He killed oh, himself. No. Oh no! Oh, that's very sad. What about his, his brother? His brother went to trial. So they went to trial, and there was a, an eyewitness called Angus Ray who testified that um, one of the tribes people, uh, the one of the people in his in his community, were killed while in deep pain and incurably sick, according to the custom. And they didn't even know that Canadian law existed at the time, so they were just doing what they'd done for centuries right they had no idea what the law was in canada so it wasn't their fault so they were pressed on the issue uh, of the wendigo and they said it was a belief amongst his people and they they people were just desperate to prevent the wendigos um however um people um kind of testified against them some missionaries actually plead in favor of joseph um, and some of the hudson bay company traders did as well but eventually he was convicted and sentenced to death by uh tended to death by the magistrate um and they tried to appeal however they they successfully appealed the execution three days after his death <laughs> from from his from know, his execution they they did sorry say this again they so, successfully appealed yeah. his his execution three, oh, days, three, days, three after days after he, he was executed he was executed. He was executed. So yeah. he, he didn't die from an illness. No, no, that was that was a, an eyewitness describing that um, he'd helped someone with an illness. Oh, okay, I see. So yeah, so yeah. Oh that, wow! So they the killed story. him, and and then they appealed his his execution three days after they successfully <laughs> successfully appealed his execution three days after he was executed. Fucking Jesus. So that was and that was 1909. So they were the like Canada's some of Canada's most successful Wendigo hunters and killers. So what happened in their village? Did the Wendigos? Um, after based on history, I think the life got worse and worse for Indigenous people as their lives and way of life were you know kind of 
I meant Destroyed. specifically their village. I didn't mean I don't know. I don't, I, don't know I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> like, you know, he's the protector of wind and make sure uh, Windigos don't come to the village and suddenly he's, he's carted off and then he dies. I know. And then yeah. like a ton of Windigos then turn up. So that's what I'm wondering. Um, but the that's a very sad story. <laughs> so so um, I think it became and now I think that area is called Deer Lake First Station, which is in northern Ontario. Okay. Um, and yes, so it's uh, is it is is a crazy story, but also the fact that like this was part of their belief and everything, and then Western ideals kind of clashed with it. But I, I do find the whole Wendigo thing quite creepy. It's very creepy, but like a lot of the stories that you're telling were very depressing. <laughs> they were spooky. They were horrible. It's Halloween. <laughs> What you, yeah, the concept of Wendigo is very is very yeah. creepy. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know, I don't know what you want to say. It's just it was just like gruesome and gruesome and spooky. Yet I mean, like, like you know that last story, like oh, this is a big one. This is a beefy. This is my what last is? beefy story, and it was just so sad. It was just. <laughs> anyway, I think that the the key thing for me with this is that it's a really fascinating. Someone someone needs to make a horror movie. Based on I this. think they have. I'm pretty. Somebody's sure. make a horror movie, movie I've heard of out of this. A Wendigo. It's a good. Imagine seeing a period zombie film set in this era, amongst these Wendigo. tribes. Wendigo. 2011. 2001 as well. There was another one. Uh, it's. Wow, it's got a IMDb rating of nine point seven out of ten. That's that's good, that's amazing. Yeah, there's another one with a three point nine out of ten rating called The Wendigo. After a social media star disappears in the woods of North Carolina, his friends are set out to figure out what happened to him. Ignoring the legend of the cursed land was only their first mistake. Oh, there's one in 2022 as well. That was 2022. That's the one I'm looking at. Oh, not the 2001. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, the 2001 anyway. looks looks horrible. Oh my, the 2022 has got a 3.9 rating. Yeah. <laughs> it looks great. like it looks like kind of a Blair Witch style thing. It does. The quote is, "It, de- it devours from within." That would just mean you'd eat yourself from within. I haven't got a from mouth within. inside. Thank God. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that was fun. Thanks. Thanks, do you, Reese. Do you feel spooky and scared? Spooky you, and scared. You shit in your pants every ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't shit your pants every ten seconds, listen to this podcast. We'll give you ten percent off any T-shirt in our store. That should be the thing. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and if you got shit on your T-shirt, we'll give you fifteen. <laughs> Just make sure you mail us the evidence. Oh God! Yeah, it's straight to Reese's house. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm really glad our audience listens, but doesn't actually do what we tell them. <laughs> I, told, I told you about. I did have some fans turn up at my house. Remember that? That was very funny. That was very funny. I don't think we talked about that on you, did we? You put it on social media. Did I? Yeah. No, I put it on the Patreon. No, and also Twitter. Did uh, I? Or, or Instagram? It was Instagram. Yeah. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so. Reese sent me a text saying uh, fans have finally showed up at my house for fuck's sake. And I was like, what? And then he sent me a photo of three stand up oscillating fans just on his deck. And I'm like, oh my God. And he was like, he waited hours for me to respond. <laughs> just like, I, just waiting. And I, I, I took a picture, I showed it to my wife. She was like, that's awful. 
that's not even, that's not funny. That's not, that's terrible. And I was like, yeah, it's the worst yeah, dad. I What's this? <laughs> and, I, and she's like, you're, you're gonna send it to Jesse on you. Like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then she said, like, did he reply? I was like, no, he's asleep. But I'll wait a few hours. This is gonna be great. And then, <laughs> and then you did reply, and you tried calling me, and I went, see, I told you. Like, <laughs> you're she was so like, proud. And she was like. Can, can we just change the subject now, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a fun Halloween episode. Well, have a good, have a good night. In Halloween, tonight. happy Halloween, everybody. Um, if you, there's no risk of Wendy goes because you'll all be feasting on candy. And um, Halloween's on a Tuesday this this year, which is, I know, which is sucks. Why? Well, it's because you know you want it to be on a weekend for partying and staying out late and eating way too much candy just jesse you you do you don't have a real job you do that anyway that's true different from your friday or your saturday i'm thinking of other people reese that's the music sorry that was, um, that was, we, we could have a people with, life, intro. People with normal lives yeah exactly. yeah i know it is bad for them but for you there's no difference there's no difference no you you i i emailed you this morning to, to record this and then you woke up at 3 p.m yeah, it was great. Actually, I, <laughs> I, I I got up and walked the dog, and you texted me at 6 o'clock this morning, and I was like, Jesse isn't up at 6. He just hasn't been to bed yet. <laughs> that is and true. I've, and I've already walked my dog and made lunch for cho- four children. You like doing things, though. You're a doer. You get up and do shit. And you're a donter. So wow. I have to teach you the ways of lethargy, my friend. It's It's so... I feel like you've got like low blood iron or something. <laughs> you have enough fruit and veg. Together we shall become one normal human being. I'm going to give you a blood transfusion from my blood. <laughs> Thanks, Reese. Like, no, no, no. I'll be. I'll turn into a Wendigo. Um, or worse, Welsh. Or wor- yeah, exactly. A Welsh. At least you won't get. At least you won't get sick anymore. That'd be a, Wel- a Welsh to go. Welsh to go, yeah. Glen to go, Glen to go. Cool, he eats children. Anyway, good night, everyone. Have good night. If, if you have a personal cannibal story, send it to us at Canadian Politics is Boring at gmail.com yeah. or our speak pipe. Don't so, get murdered, skinned, attacked by a possessed toy, haunted by a possessed doll. Don't get put in a basement with a weird trap on your face. We've got puzzles to complete. Don't have your mouth sewn onto the ass of another human being. Um, don't get haunted in your dreams by a man with a melted face and knives for fingers. Don't live in a small American town in the 80s that is also a portal to a other otherworldly dimension. Um, don't have a brother or sister or brother called Jason who constantly comes back from death and wears different masks depending on which movie you're watching. Don't go swimming off the coast of the northeast of America and get eaten by a shark uh, and then have that shark follow you in multiple less quality sequels. Um, <laughs> there's so many things that can happen on Halloween. I'm just warning everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I wasn't going to stop you. I okay. want to see how long far you could go. <laughs> that don't, was great. Don't uh, launch a new startup in the 80s in New York that traps ghosts using uh, high-tech nuclear equipment that is semi-legal. No, I think um, if, I think you should do that one. If we have if one. we have a, like an, an onslaught of new ghosts in the city, someone should become the Ghostbusters. Come on now. They should. God, I love those films. They're so good, right? Yeah. Okay, well, should we go? Yeah. Should we make it a thing? I should go. I'm probably going to go home now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go take a nap. Done. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Bye. Bye, everybody. Happy Halloween. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.